Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello and welcome to a special episode of Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. It is the Q&A episode. Now, if you are on YouTube, yes, it's just audio again. The camera broke once more. This is why when it broke earlier in the week and I decided to fix it, it was a terrible idea. I'm just going to buy a new one. However, I thought let's not stand on ceremony here, Mr. Wayne. Let's just get this, this nonsense done. It's just audio. I know it's better to see my face. We really should have done it live. That's what I should have done. But we started now, so that ain't going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's like someone tell you, I would have got you this for Christmas, but I didn't. All right, cheers, thanks. So yeah, if you uh, do want to ask, we'll do a few of these. I mean, I don't know how, maybe one every two weeks, one a week, who knows? We'll kind of play it uh, by ear as we go. But if you do want to ask a question, make sure you head over to Facebook. <coughs> Give a cough. Go, just, I need a cough button. Uh, go to Simon Miller, uh, search for Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. Uh, ask to join. I'll make sure that you get in as long as you're like a real person. Uh, and then just look for the Q&A threads that will go up as and when. Ask a question. And that's how this shizzle works. Um, I'm trying to get anything else you need. If you are thinking, oh, Miller's got a YouTube channel. It's youtube.com forward slash the Miller Report Rules. I'm on Twitter at Miller 316 Pro Wrestling Facebook thingy is the only thing on Facebook. I have a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Miller 316 which supports these podcasts, my videos, all kind of nonsense that if you'd like to throw a dollar into, helps me no end. But yeah, I've got a bunch of questions here. I try and go through them all. There's quite a lot. Some I'll, you know, I don't know how long this is going to go. We'll just answer them and, you know, I'll give as much context as I feel like I need. Uh, Fabino Silva got in there first. And he said, are you Lord Snoke? Well, I hope not. He's dead. Shit, that's a Star Wars spoiler. Am I allowed to get Star Wars? <laughs> At least one person's annoyed now. I'm sorry. There's nothing I can do about that. I should go back and edit it. I don't want to. <laughs> so I'm not going to. Uh, but no, I'm not Lord Snoke. I did like Lord Snoke, though. I liked his arc. And everyone's now going, oh, we're never going to find out who Lord Snoke is. We haven't had the last movie in the trilogy yet. Maybe he's not dead. Maybe it all comes to light during that. We just don't know. I thought, it was, I thought all the Star Wars... Actually, saying that, you can go watch my Star Wars The Last Jedi review on my YouTube channel if you want. I, I get into all of it there. It's probably best, rather than me ranting and raving about that here in a wrestling podcast, go to the YouTube channel, find the review, watch it. That's what I thought. Uh, Ryan Howe, what NJPW wrestler are you instantly drawn to? I think Kenny Omega's up there. I think the way Kenny Omega holds himself and also the way Kenny Omega talks. I know that's not really, you can't be instantly drawn to somebody, but you may be seeing him cut a promo. But he's very well educated, Kenny Omega, and I think the way he talks, he comes across as very engaging and very smart. And I think that's why a lot of people like him. Um... Akada, I think, is someone that you, well, I personally, that you warm to after you see him in the ring. I think Naito's got that kind of, oh, who's this guy? Um, Sonada, to a certain extent, because I think he's interesting. He's just a bit weird uh, in a good way. Who else on that roster do I think has that? I think they're the main guys. I think in terms of you talking about Japanese wrestlers, I think Naito's right up there. I think maybe Goto or Suzuki, too, because they both look crazy. But otherwise, yeah, I, I think Kenny Omega, in terms of everyone in New Japan, just because of how he holds himself, he's a bit quirky and weird, Kenny Omega, and I mean that in a positive sense. It allows him to stand out. The classic Al Snow line, if I'm, you know, if I'm flipping through channels and I see Kenny Omega, I'm probably going to hang around for a while. Oh, who's this guy? So he, I, like, I like him a lot. He really, I didn't, you know, I, not like I, you know, been switched on to him for years. I probably, you know, started to know most about him from Wrestle Kingdom 11 when he had those matches. I mean, I knew who he was and I'd seen him before. But I think that's when I really got to know him. 
And so I'm kind of being a hypocrite here because I wasn't necessarily instantly drawn to him, but I could understand why somebody would be. I do think he carries himself well. Uh, Daniel J. Miller, would you like the Omega Jericho feud to spill into WWE? A lot of people have said this, and I think there's a question later, but we'll jump ahead. Some people think this is kind of like some Vince McMahon ruse. There is no way. There is no way. You can't control Kenny Omega's future. Like He's just signed again for New Japan for another year, so he's there till January 2019. Is Chris Jericho still going to be able to go at 50? Maybe. I don't know. But I think there's too many speculative questions and too many ifs, you know, ifs buts, and wins to say that it's a definite thing that's going to happen. Of course, I'd like to see it there. Uh, I think the problem would be I'm not necessarily sure WWE would push the New Japan stuff as much as WWE fans that know about the New Japan stuff would want that stuff to be pushed. So that would be a struggle. But I mean, I think that would be great, right? I think most any feud that got some buzz outside of the WWE, if you can then do it inside the WWE, is pretty cool. It's like Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, right? If you had followed all of that, there's just something nice about thinking, oh, they're doing it on the biggest stage possible. So yeah, I absolutely would like to see it. I thought America Jer Jericho at New Japan Wrestle Kingdom 12 was awesome. I saw today that Wrestle, uh, Wrestle, that Dave Meltzer, <laughs> Wrestle Meltzer, gave it five stars. Um, I'm a bit surprised. Uh, not that I didn't think it was worthy of five stars. I just didn't think that Meltzer would give it five stars. But I thought it was a great match. I think Chris Jericho now has just cemented himself as an absolute legend because of this match. I'm not saying you couldn't argue that he wasn't beforehand, but I think this kind of tips him over the edge, almost to the point where maybe there's not a debate. So sure, if we get, if we get it on a WrestleMania, I think that would be pretty good. Uh, Charlie Crowley, what would you book for the main event for Wrestle Kingdom 13? Well, it all depends who's going to be around. I mean, in, in many ways, I'd like it to be a Carter versus Omega 4, and for Omega to win the IWGP Championship, I think that would be great. But however, that would rely on Omega wanting to stay around for another year with New Japan. And maybe he doesn't want to do that. If he doesn't want to do that, then that's not what they're going to book. Otherwise, I really don't know. I mean, you know, it's not like... And New Japan doesn't really have a... Of course, it has a hierarchy. Like, you're not going to put... Uh, I don't know, Lance Archer in the in the world title picture, I don't think. But there are a lot of guys that you could shift into that. Like, you know, the match they're doing, I think, at their October show or something, is Sonata versus Okada. And I don't think anybody would have put that on the table beforehand, but it's a cool match. And I think that's what's cool about New Japan is they don't really... They don't, there is a hierarchy, but they don't follow it too much. So in terms of Wrestle Kingdom 13, it all really depends what happens in the next 12 months. Maybe Cody Rhodes becomes an even bigger star over there. You know, maybe Will Ospreay somehow makes the jump up. I don't think he would do because of his size, but you just don't know. Uh, but yeah, if I could choose, I'd like Omega to be a card or Omega wins and stays with New Japan for another year. I don't think that's going to happen, but we'll wait and see. Tom Beasley, who do you think is going to win the Rumble this year, men and women's? Men, I'm now convinced it's Shinsuke Nakamura because I think not only does that completely revitalize him as a character, I think you can then build perfectly to a WrestleMania 34 match with AJ Styles versus Nakamura versus Randy Orton, and I think that's what WWE would want, because I can imagine backstage they don't understand why AJ Styles versus Nakamura is a big deal. You can kind of, you can hear that conversation happening in your head. However, if you want to appease the WWE brass, throw Orton in there, he's still a really good worker, he'll be great with those two, you still have a great match and we all get what we want, and so does WWE, that is a fair compromise. So given that I didn't have anybody else that I thought could win, given that it doesn't look like it's going to be Cena versus Jinder anymore, I'm going to go there. As for the women's, I mean, I'll, I'll put it on Ronda Rousey, just because I think if they don't do that and she is coming in, it's such a missed opportunity. Because not only are you going to get loads of mainstream press, then you can also, on top of that, highlight the fact that it's the first ever Women's Royal Rumble. So it's a you win-win know, in that sense. But also, you know, I don't think she's going to be in the WWE for a whole year. Maybe Mania to SummerSlam Max. I think you want to start at the Royal Rumble and you want to end at SummerSlam. Or maybe she is coming in like a Brock Lesnar deal. I don't know. Um, 
But that I, I would give it to her. And I know people go, oh, but she's not a real wrestler. Yeah, well, it's business. And no, there's no one. If Charlotte wins it or Oscar wins it or anyone else wins it is not as big as Ronda Rousey. It's just not. Charlotte winning the first ever Women's Royal Rumble is not going to make ESPN. It may make a small segment, but Ronda Rousey doing it is going to be headline news around the world. And that's what WWE wants, especially leading into WrestleMania. So it just makes sense. It just makes sense. Ross Wilson, favorite wrestling event you've ever been to? Well, it would have been WrestleMania 24, which was headlined by The Undertaker versus Edge. But that's only because it's the first WrestleMania I ever went to. I've been very lucky to go to two WrestleManias in my lifetime. And it was just, you know, inspiring and wonderful and everything I could have imagined. And, you know, when the countdown was on, I got a bit teary-eyed because, you know, I'd wanted, I've been a wrestling fan for, for years. How old was I in, I don't know, I was mid-20s, whatever. And it was just what awesome. And the, I wouldn't say it's the best card I've ever seen. I got to see Shinsuke Nakamura versus Sami Zayn live as well. That's probably the best match WWE-wise I've ever seen. But it will never be able to take away from my first WrestleMania, right? It just can't, you can't compete with that. And that's why, you know, that's why it will always be there. Outside of WWE, I don't have to think. I've been to so many independent shows. I mean, I do think WCPW slash Defiant have put on some good shows. I've seen some amazing matches, you know, in there. Progress is always amazing. Rev Pro is always amazing. Yeah, but I mean, best one, WrestleMania 24. You know, the pageantry, the showmanship, everything. Just amazing. Uh, Mike Townsend, how bad do you think WWE are going to drop the ball with Ricochet and War Machine? I don't, I don't think War Machine is as bad as people are going to be. They're a big, big a, you know, two big dudes that can fly around the ring and they're a tag team. I think that's right up WWE street. I mean, they're the Bludgeon Brothers in many ways, but more serious and more badass, you could argue as well. I don't see how they could screw up War Machine. I think they'll be okay, War Machine. Ricochet, I think, is too talented to be screwed up, even if they try. However, you could argue what if they do what they do with Nakamura with Ricochet. It is, you know, but I, I think he's just too, I think he's too good in the ring. I think he'll get over regardless. As long as he gets over, you know, I know he's not AJ Styles, but look what happened to AJ Styles. AJ Styles, I don't think was ever meant to be a two-time WWE champion, but he's so good. And because of the reactions he got, he got there. Again, Ricochet isn't on that level in terms of legacy, but I think he's, he's got the talent and I think he'll get over enough to the point I think he'll find a good spot. So I'm not overly worried. And I admit I don't like what WWE have done with Nakamura, but he's still main eventing SmackDown and... I guess the problem with Nakamura is we saw him in New Japan. This does feel like a watered-down version. That's, that's the truth of it. Aaron Paul. It was recently rumored that WWE had plans for Finn Balor, but they were being kept under wraps by the company to maintain secrecy. Secrecy. Obviously, on Raw, he's reignited the notion there might be a storyline in the works with the club. Do you think this will lead anywhere? Personally, I'd like to see him in the club as a stable, turn Finn, and then build them as heels. They were so good at being while in Japan. I'm not reading this well. Ultimately, I then have Finn with money in the back for Raw. I think it's exactly what his character needs. It would definitely hoot a suit of heel persona. I agree with you 100%, Aaron. That's exactly what I would do. I think it's time to turn Finn. Um, you know, the booking of him has not been great. Therefore, a heel turn will freshen him up. Plus, he's with the club now. It, it refreshes Gallows and Anderson. They're probably better as heels too. And I think Finn winning the money in the bank as a heel and having his kind of, you know, club to protect him is wonderful. And then he can get his Universal Championship back and you can play that story. That can kind of be his, his, uh, his catalyst and his, um, his motivation is I never lost, I never got my rematch of that title. No one ever offered it to me, so now I'm pissed off and mad. Brilliant. That works for me. So yeah, Aaron, what else can I say? You smashed it. Connor Bennett, will AJ, since, will AJ Nakamura or Kevin Owens or Sammy be for the... Oh, I see, right. So you mean, will AJ versus Shinsuke Nakamura or Kevin Owens versus Sammy be for the WWE title of Mania? They're never going to do Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn for the world title of Mania. I don't mean to pop people's bubbles. I could be wrong, of course, but I just don't think they see them on that level. 
I mentioned Shinsuke AJ. That's what I think they'll do. I think Kevin Owens and I think Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn may face each other at Mania. I think that's what this is all about. But it will not be in the main event for a world title. Uh, Mike Townsend again. Also, who do you think is going to be leaving WWE next year to reunite with the Bullet Club in New Japan? Tamatonga made that Twitter post about a Bullet Club reunion, and I can't help but think the Good Brothers are maybe Finn are plotting on leaving. There's no way they're leaving. They're making good money. They're always talking about how they like seeing their family. You know, Carl Anderson's got his hot Asian wife. Finn Balor was, you know, over the moon with Glee the other day. They're not going anywhere. They'll be in WWE for a long time to come. Unless there's some reason they get fired, like they do something bad. Otherwise, they're there for ages. Garth Jackson, who was your MVP of wrestling in 2017? It's the same guy it's been for many years. Rusev. Now, <laughs> I know people don't like that, but he's constantly entertaining. No matter what you give him, he's brilliant. And obviously, you know, if you're going to talk about matches, I'd probably give it to Kenny Omega. However, I'm in love with Rusev. And if we're going to make sure that Rusev Day continues and he gets the push he deserves, we need to keep talking about him. So Rusev will be my MVP until he wins the world title. And then he'll be my MVP again because he won the world title. Then after, yeah, we'll think of somebody else. But I think Kenny Omega probably, I think he came to uh, fruition to a lot of non-New Japan watchers this year. And I think that's important. So, you know, in that sense, yeah. You know, I, I think before this, not a lot of people knew who Kenny Omega was. That's not fair. They did, but now more people know. And I think that's down to his performances and the buzz he created. And that is what pro wrestling is all about. And I'd also give Chris Jericho a shout on there. Because let's not forget, you know, it was towards the tail end of 2017. He started doing all this stuff with Nakamura. And then he had all the stuff pre-hand with Kevin Owens, which we all loved. And that was my favorite Chris Jericho run ever. He was, he was hilarious. So I think he's on there. Uh, Chris Bailey, thank you for something just said. Will Rusev ever get the push he deserves and would it be better for them to switch in face? They've got to switch in face now. Everybody loves him. Everyone's charting Rusev Day. I mean, the fact he lost on... And I like Breezango, but he should never have lost to them on SmackDown. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, I hope he gets the push he deserves. Again, Dave Meltzer said this and I agree. I think they think the reason they can have him lose, we're going to turn him face. So if we're going to turn him face, he can lose now and then they'll have a big push. But no, he shouldn't have lost. But look, let's put it like this. The next few months will tell. If they don't do it now... They may never do it, would be, my, would be my thoughts. And that would be, that would be absolutely ridiculous. It would be absolutely ridiculous. Um, where are we? Joe Hughes, thoughts on Apollo Crews visiting PCW next month? I think it's great. I think, no matter what you think of Triple H, his relationship he has with the indie scene or the, the willingness he, he has to allow people to go to the indie scene is great. Is absolutely great. And I, you know, Apollo Crews probably being underutilized in WWE at the moment if we're being if we're being honest. So you know, why not have him out there? He's, he's a very talented performer. He just has no character and Titus brand is is questionable at best. But there's no reason for him not to do it. I think he had I mean I don't know much about PCW, but I think he had a uh, a good um uh, uh, legacy, it's not the right word, but a good uh I can't think of the right thing. A good um uh, time there. I can't think of the right word. There's the word I'm looking for. But I think he had a good time there. So it's nice for him to be able to go back and do it again. It doesn't hurt WWE. If he gets injured, that would suck. But, you know, let's just be positive here. So all in all, no. I think it's I think it's good. And I'd like to see them do it more. I think AJ Styles popped on an indie card once. I know that Corey Graves does it. It's different. He's an announcer. But no, I'm always for that. I think it's fun. It's exciting. And I think even where Apollo Crews is on the WWE card, because you see him on TV every week, when you see him in a little building or whatever... It's going to be exciting. It's like Goldust on 205 Live. He feels like a star because we're used to him being treated like a star. Nick Palmer. 
What do you think is a chance that Omega versus Jericho? Here's the question. I love you, Nick, by the way. Earlier, I made it sound disparaging. I didn't mean that. I think this is a hilarious question in a good way. What do you think is the chance that Omega versus Jericho was all set up between NJPWW and the rematch at WrestleMania? It's just not happening. But you also say, I love the new format. Happy 2018 and happy Rusev Day to you as well. We kind of touched on that. I want to point again, I was just jostling you earlier. This isn't me backtracking. Like, it is a fair question. I've seen it a lot. But I just don't think it's the case at all. And if I'm wrong, you can come yell at me, Mello, you don't know what you're talking about. Which I don't. Uh, Charlie Esparza, good name. Do you think Nakamura will face Styles or Finn at Mania? And what about Finn versus Cena or Joe versus Cena for the IC title at Mania? I'm convinced it's going to be Cena versus The Undertaker at WrestleMania. It's a big match. I actually think they're going to finish WrestleMania 34 with that match because it's a great way to make Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar not feel as big. You know, then people will boo it less because they know they've still got a match to come. So it's very smart booking by WWE, I think. I think it'll be Nakamura versus Styles versus Orton. We've done that. As for Finn, I think he's got to be in a three-way, right? So he's probably going to wind up going against the Miz Tourage. <laughs> or he could do Finn versus the Miz for the IC title. But I think that's where he's going to be. Um, and I think that's okay. As long as they treat the Bullet Cub right, we're all, you know, we're all, we're all dandy. My man Adam Pearson, good dude all around. Do you think following the hoax image that was leaked from the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view... that Hang on, wait, 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 wait. Hang on. Right. Do you think, following the hoax image that was leaked from the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, do you think the IWC, that's Internet Wrestling Community if you don't know, and wrestling journalism has become irresponsible, racing to be the first to report on a topic as opposed to being the most accurate or credible? Furthermore, are we as fans too easily misled and hoodwinked by the dirt sheets and social media? Yep. <laughs> I think I agree with all of that. I mean, you do see that a lot, right? People rushing to, to get their stuff online. Uh, it is bad. That Elimination Chamber stuff became news. But Dave Meltzer does it as well. Like Kenny, for, for formerly of What Culture, now of Inside the Ropes, you know, he made a joke at a Scotland house show about intermission. And Dave Meltzer reported is a, a pay-per-view coming to Scotland. I mean, it's silly. Um, but that's what people do. And people, look, I think Dave Meltzer, to be his credit, actually got confused. And that's fair. People jump on Dave Meltzer well too much. He does do good work. He probably just got his wires crossed. Um, but yes, overall... I think social media and dirt sheets and all that kind of stuff has hurt wrestling to a certain degree because everybody wants to write these stories. And nine times out of ten, maybe not nine times out of ten, let's say 50% of the time, they're not true. And that's not great because then it damages the credibility of those people. So yes, I agree. Adam, you also asked me to book WrestleMania. We're going to do a different episode on that. We're completely going to be dedicated to that. I'm going to get your feedback. And, well, and yours, Adam. But I mean, everybody's feedback. Well, Adam, you can just come on if you want. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll book WrestleMania match by match. I think that'll be quite fun. Peter Pritchard, do you think Bray Wyatt is now beyond repair? I absolutely do. And now I think he's dragging down Matt, Broken Matt or Woken Matt Hardy with him as well. To me, Bray Wyatt needs new music, needs new gimmick, whole new idea. It's done. It's over. What can you do with him? What can you do? You can't... He's not scary anymore. It's Boy Who Cried Wolf. It's Boy Who Cried Wolf. It's done, in my opinion. Not a lot of people agree with that, but I don't... If I... I mean, you could save him, I guess. You know, he, but he has to do something genuinely... Horrific is the wrong word. I'd kill anyone. <laughs> but he has to do something genuinely shocking to the point that it all makes us to go, well, I didn't see that coming. Or at least oh, well, the rest, you know, that classic, the rest is fake, but this is real. And I don't know what, that, you know, rocking in his chair isn't going to be it. Laughing with Matt Hardy is not going to be it. He's, he is past the point of repair to me. You'd have to do something huge. But maybe you can do something huge. I don't know. But I question if they can, yes. My man Charlie Esparza is back. Should WWE start doing challenges after title matches like New Japan? And should the Cruiserweight title open challenges from outside... 
Should the Cruiserweight title take open challenges from outside wrestlers from WWE 205 Live to make it globally appealing? What's the first one? Should WWE start doing challenges after Tyson? I mean, they could do it. It's a bit like UFC as well, isn't it? When you win the UFC, you call somebody out. I think they could do it. It could even be a gimmick for someone. They beat one person and call them out. I certainly wouldn't be adverse to it. I do think it's an idea that WWE should try. I love the idea about the Cruiserweight title. I think it would be great to get the odd independent guy in. I don't know why they did that in all the tournaments. Why can't we do that on 205 Live? Imagine that you knew... I know he's there now. I'm not saying I want Ricochet to be in 205 Live. But imagine that six months ago, you knew that Ricochet was coming in to have... You'd watch that. I think it's a great idea. I mean, they don't do it because... I guess that's a Vince McMahon thing. He wants people on the books. And you, I guess you don't want to give someone a platform that's then going to make money elsewhere. I understand that. But it's still benefiting you. Because if you have a really good 205 Live show, then more people will hang around. That's how I sit anyway. I like that idea though, Charlie. We should make that happen. Although at this point, I'd kill 205 Live. This Facebook thing that starts on Tuesday that is now going to take 20 minutes out of, you know, that extra 20 minutes before 205 Live. So just kill 205 Live or do something different with it. It's not working. Madness. Uh, Seed Shah. I hope that's how I pronounce your name. How would you book the next leg of Jericho Omega? Would you think they'll bring it to WWE? Well, we've touched on that bit. I don't think they're going to do Jericho Omega again. In New Japan. You know, Jericho attacked Naito, so they're going in that direction. I mean, you could go back to it. But the thing is, I don't think Omega would lose. And Jericho probably doesn't want to win back, lose back-to-back because back, that's not going to help his character. Could probably lose to Naito as well. I know that's kind of contradiction in terms. But I think they do do it again. I, think, I, I don't think it needs to happen. I think it's a one and done. It's like The Last of Us, the video game. I don't mind that The Last of Us 2 is happening, but it didn't need to be a thing. The Last of Us was fine. And that's kind of how I see Jericho versus Omega. I think it was a wonderful thing that they caught at the right time, you know, lightning struck and all of that. And I just leave it be with a big smile on my face. Francis Reyes, my man, do you think we could see Dolph back at the Rumble with a new look US title like HBK did with the IC title? I don't even know what's going on with this Dolph Ziggler thing. He vanished and not even, there's not even rumors about what he's doing. <laughs> he's just gone. So I don't know. I mean, I'd like to do that. I think that would be good. You know, comes back, it would give the US title a bit of a lift. Actually, that would be quite good because then somebody can win the tournament. Actually, Vance, that's a very good point. Let's say Jinder Mahal wins the tournament. Maybe Bobby Roode would win it because you want a face versus heel. Then he comes out. I'd like that idea. And I think that would help everybody. I hope they do do that. And let's face it, we don't have any other plans on the table. So we may as well do that. Richard Ingman, do you think the WWE would ever have a six-man trios title like they do in New Japan and Lucha Underground? I don't because as far as I can tell from my many years of watching wrestling and being a nerd and... Um, you know, what reading up about, uh, what do you call it, dirt sheets and stuff, it just sounds like Vince McMahon isn't a big tag team fan to begin with. So I don't think he'd ever introduce a, a, a six-man trios title. Also, there's just not enough people on the roster. Let's say we take it where it is at the moment. The New Day could be in for that. The Balor Club could be in for that. The Miz could be in for that. I think I'm out of teams. I mean, please, I'm, I'm sure I'm missing somebody. And yeah, you could, you could make some, but then you're really running out of roster elsewhere. So I don't think WWE could do it. I don't think they've got the manpower or the woman power. I've just realized I didn't say who I thought was going to win the women's Royal Rumble. <laughs> oh, no, I did. I said Ronda Rousey. I lie. Gone mad. Jonathan Gibbons. Do you think New Japan fans are just hipster nerds? Absolutely, Jonathan. 100% yes is my answer to that question. They all are. And they're all walking around in their, their nerdy Bullet Club t-shirts. I tell you this. Brett Phipps went and bought. Not only did he went and buy after Wrestle Kingdom, not only did he go and buy a Bullet Club top, he bought Bullet, Bullet Club trousers. Bullet Club tracksuit pants. Everyone go tell Brett Phipps he's an idiot and that I love him. Jace Curtis, who should retire Chris Jericho? Great question, Jace. Does he need to be retired? It's not everyone gets retired. Who should... Rusev. 
<laughs> Which is my answer to everything. I don't know. I think it all depends on the story. It all depends who you're building. Because you could get Nakamura to re- retire Chris Jericho, right? I know he's older. He's like late 30s. and he's not. But if, if the story makes sense, you know, Nakamura retiring Chris Jericho, not in the same level, but would be like Brock Lesnar beating the streak. It would give him that new lease of life that he needs and he's a legitimate competitor. As opposed to saying... Aiden English retires Chris Jericho and it may not work out because you don't know. Ultimately, Roman Reigns will retire Chris Jericho because he doesn't have enough accolades. Carl Torres, outside of WWE, what's your favorite wrestling company and wrestler and why? I do like New Japan because I'm a hipster nerd, as me and Jonathan have established. Within that company, probably Kenny Omega is my favorite, but what a loser answer that is. I do like Naito as well. But let's push that to one side. I I, I mean... I wouldn't say Impact's my favorite wrestling company. I watch Impact every now and then. I do think they have some good time, but favorite wrestling company. I like Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor is something I will go out of my way to see. Impact, I'll watch if it just sort of lands on my lap. Ring of Honor, I like to watch. And I would say, I mean, maybe not so much now. That sounds disparaging. I don't mean it that way. But a year ago, definitely Jay Lethal, I thought was awesome. Maybe now, oh, I do like Cody, but I wouldn't say he's my favorite. I do like Dalton Castle, but it's the same. I would say, I don't know. <laughs> this is stupid. I'm doing it now. I'm doing what I always do. I'm typing it into Google. Ring of, I mean, he can't be that good if I can't even think of him. But that's not, I'm, I'm missing someone. That's what it would be. So there's loads here. Insta, Christopher Daniels, love him. Colt Cabana, love him. Young Bucks, obviously, love him. I don't know. You can probably hear me scratching my beard now. That's my, I'm doing my thinking beard. Do you know what? I'm going to give it to Christopher Daniels because I love watching him work. I think, I can't believe someone with that much experience never got a proper WWE run. That seems mad to me. So yeah, I just respect him massively. So there you go. I'm giving it, I'm giving it to Chris Daniels. Well done, Chris. I'm sure you're over the moon. Uh, Stuart Erich, do you like pancakes? Damn right I like pancakes. I don't eat them at my old protein pancakes I have a lot, but absolutely, I love everything. I eat everything. I'm a glutton. I really, really am. We've got to get fitness gains going again. And it will do. I just, you know, 2018 has been crazy. But, oh, I love all food. And, um, oh, last question. Well, we blew through those. Do you think we've seen the Attitude Era and... What? Do you think we've seen the Attitude Era and PG Era? Now we have the Indie Era. Also, well, start with that one. Um, I thought this was Reality Era when now. <laughs> That's what it's called. I think Indie Era is fair. If you go up and down the card, I mean, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Neville was there. Obviously, that's a whole other thing. You've got Adam Cole... Down in NXT, you've got Bobby Fish, uh, you've got Roderick Strong. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. And Daniel Bryan, he was the king of the indies at one point. And that was his whole thing. So yeah, I think you could call it the indie area. They've absolutely dominated. And also, WWE's Twitter account tweeted Chris Masters Adonis team the other day. Do you think he could be making an appearance at the Rumble or 25th anniversary show? I think he's locked down with Impact, isn't he? I think he's got a contract and they're quite happy for him. I don't even think Chris Masters want to go back. He, I don't think he was treated very nicely when, when he was there. <laughs> I think they were a bit mean to him. Never forget Triple H ragging on his body after he'd come back from drug issues or, whatever, or an injury or whatever it was. Poor Chris Masters. He was massive for like a 22-year-old. My word. That wellness policy. Allegedly. Allegedly. I like Chris Masters, though. I thought it was good. I, wouldn't, I don't think they'd use him properly if he went back. So I think, I think he should stick with impact. As we're here, all these new changes with Impact, I love. Four-sided ring, doing something with Twitch. I don't know what it is yet. It may have been announced today when I was out. Uh, Austin Aries is the world champ. This is great. All of a sudden, um, 
I've forgotten their names, but those two dudes that now run it, that I always forget their name, Don Callis and his mate, the Canadian guy. <laughs> Terrible with names. He, um, I like what they're doing. I think they're onto something here. I may even start tuning in and watching again weekly. Give them a chance. We should all give them a chance. We really should. If they're making changes and you've got two, Scott Damore, thank you, and you've got two smart minds behind it, I think we should absolutely give them a chance. So let's give them a chance. I'm excited about Impact. I'm excited to see what they can do. Right, I enjoyed that. That was awesome. That's my favorite podcast we've done in a while. So let's try and do this weekly. Mm, so we'll say bi-weekly, but weekly if we can. I will, um, yeah, I'll put a thread up there. Don't post, like, make sure you wait for the post to go up. So don't go post in the old thread, because I won't read that one. In fact, is it, is it pinned? No. So look for the pinned one. If it's not pinned, it means we've done it, and the new one hasn't gone up yet. And ask your question in the pinned post. And make sure you do it in the Facebook group, because it makes it so much easier, as we've just seen. Sometimes I don't do it on Twitter. Madness. <laughs> madness running wild uh, but thank you for everyone that asked the question more importantly thank you to everyone in the group i saw this number we're almost at a thousand members and that's awesome also i know that more a lot more than a thousand people listen to this which is a lot of you haven't joined up to the, the facebook group so you should go and do that so please do a thousand is my big number now though the patrons are almost there the facebook is almost there let's do that that's the, that's the mission for the week let's get there 2018 and i want to get a hundred thousand subs as well so it's all about that one and a load of zeros and then we can plow forward and get this done. Uh, I do apologize again that the Raw review didn't go up on YouTube this week. Again, by the time I'd sorted it and all that, I thought well, it was gone now. <laughs> I can't put the Raw and SmackDown at the same time up. But this one will go up just with audio. I will get a new camera. Uh, <laughs> luckily, I've done all my what culture stuff. I just need to edit them. So luckily, that's all done. But I'll get a new camera over the weekend and then we can start doing it. Maybe we should do it live again. I don't know. Should we do it live? The problem is sometimes when I do it live, it gets less views and I don't know why. Tweet me at Simon316. Do I just keep doing them as, you know, uploaded them as edited videos or should I start live streaming them again? It's up to you at the end of the day. I do want them to do views because I want to get as many people into the podcast as possible. But also, you're my core audience. You're the guys that I love. So you let me know. Do you want live podcasts or are you happy with uh, on demand? I know it goes on demand afterwards. You know what I'm talking about. Just let me know. Um, but thank you to everyone that asked the question. I think I've done enough pimping, so we won't do that. Uh, again, I mean, my main thing I would like you to do, if you go share this with everybody on Twitter, Reddit, I don't know, Facebook, YouTube, that makes sense. Tell a mate, you know, I would love to, I'd love to see it, start seeing it go back up the charts again. I'd love to see more reviews, five stars, all that kind of stuff. Because I really would like, you've probably seen from the YouTube channel, nothing else, all the fact I've started doing more. Everything's as important as everything else, but I'm making sure I'm really focusing on podcasts because amazingly, a lot of you do listen to this, which blows my brain. It's just me talking into a microphone about wrestling, but you're all awesome people. And the bigger we can get it, then we can hopefully get more opportunities in. So we'll see what happens with that. But yes, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you for everyone who asked a question. Next week isn't Raw Rumble week, is it? It's the week after. No. So next week we'll do Raw Smackdown. Maybe we'll do our Q&A as well. I think three a week's good, and I enjoy doing this, and I like your questions. And be feel free to ask anything. I mean, the odd random one is fine, but you can go crazy with wrestling questions too. But yeah, have a good weekend, or a good Friday, or a good Thursday night, whenever you listen to this. Put a smile on your face. Remember that... You're good people. And I'll speak to you soon.